The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, is brought to you by, well, of course, you. If you want to learn more about how you can support the show, go to patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Hey everybody, welcome into the arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. This is episode 107. I'm your host and I'm the founder of the arena productions and the arena multi-platform gaming news podcast expat along with my co-hosts Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. So Carl, welcome back. Yeah, you were kind of under the weather last week. So how you feeling? Oh, much, much better. Nice. I'm not waking up feeling like absolute garbage. <laughs> that's that's just the yeah. worst like, yeah yeah you don't even want to start your day yeah yeah but you have a rough time sleeping so like you kind of don't want to keep staying asleep Ugh, it's, right right it's not good burley how you doing man uh, i'm doing good doing good uh unfortunately checked my lottery ticket this morning did the big jackpot didn't go but i won more money than what i paid for my ticket so <laughs> it's a good morning all right all right good all right, we got a great show ahead for you. We got a lot of news, uh, of course. Uh, cyberpunk news, uh, Witcher news is coming down the pipeline. Sony talking about continuing to make games for PlayStation 4. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, uh, the Brazilian regulator approves Microsoft's proposed acquisition Blizzard deal. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, a lot of other news, and we'll get to that as well as the uh, uh, picks of the week for the week of uh, October 10th through the 16th. But before we get into what we've been playing this past week, and before we get into the weekly news beat, here's a brief word about where you can find the podcast. Before the crew discuss what they have been playing, this episode of The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, in audio and video formats, will be going to Patreon in early access for one day after being recorded. So if you would like to support the show and become a patron at the entry tier one level at $1 per month and get early access to every episode in audio and video formats, exclusive post-show content in video format when recorded, as well as watch or listen ad-free, please visit patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast for further details. Weekly on Sundays, the podcast will be uploaded to all free podcast services, where you can find us on any podcast app for iOS or Android, and in video format on our YouTube channel, The Arena Productions. For the audio version, just download your favorite podcast app and search for The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. Subscribe, follow us, post a review and leave us questions, comments, and feedback if you like, if that feature is available there, and spread the word about the podcast. We also have a Discord called The Arena Podcast, where you can join and chat with the Arena Podcast community, and the podcast audio website is at thearenapodcast.podbean.com, where you can follow us and leave questions and comments as well. For all information regarding the podcast and our entertainment and pop culture-related content, 
along with our blog and forums, visit the official website of The Arena Productions at www.thearenaproductions.com. Finally, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Arena, A-M-P-G-N-P, as well as on Instagram at The Arena underscore podcast. Now, back to the show. All right, guys, I'll start. Uh, still Splatoon 3. Uh, and I was playing a little bit of Nino Cooney as well. Uh, so still still <laughs> playing that. But uh, I, of course, I was very busy with uh, content stuff this past week. I didn't get a chance to play very much, about an hour or two. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, towards the end of the show, I'm going to I'm going to make an announcement about some stuff with the with the, the YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been really busy with the content stuff this past week. A lot a lot of shows to do and everything. But uh, I did get a chance to play a little bit of uh, Splatoon three and uh, some Nino Cooney. So how about you, Carl? What did you play, if anything, recovering from your illness? <laughs> nah, not much. <laughs> it's not just me. either. You know, my daughter was sick, too. That's how I got. Yeah. Sick, yeah. How's she doing now? Is she um, doing better? Yeah, uh-huh, Good. much better. Yeah, Good. I think Good. she might be recovered. Uh, she's maybe in the same, a little bit, like just like slightly ahead because she started performing. But yeah, um, you know, it's just it's been a tough time. Like I haven't really had the chance to play much of anything. Which, but I have I have jumped into a couple of things just to check them out. Like that Valkyrie Elysium demo a while ago. Oh, you yeah. know, that's uh-huh. like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which has since come out and been reviewed. Um, yeah. And I see what the reviews, I, I get it. Like, cause the story elements of that from what I saw in the demo were like kind of nothing and you know, uh, yeah, yeah. nothing interesting at all. Yeah. And uh, the gameplay is the best aspect of it. I thought it was kind of fun action little RPG, you know, but the, the world is kind of empty. There's not really a lot going on, yeah. but I liked the mechanics that were set up in it. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I did. I did start Nino Kuni just a little bit because I just, you know, yeah. I, I installed a whole bunch of Game Pass things, and I'll just oh, eventually yeah. I'll try one or two <laughs> things. And yeah, I jumped into that, and uh, yeah, it it is very much like you know playing a Studio Ghibli film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The way it starts off, you know, it starts off with that you know type of world, you know, like wholesome young character, you know, right, which a lot of them have. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> There's not a lot of gameplay early on, you know, eventually you get to like actually getting into combat when you get to the other world. And right. um, I wasn't too impressed with the combat. It was very weird. I was, I was like, Oh wait, like I, you hit fight and then you're in this, like when you go kind of free walk around, but then it's turn-based menus come up and you have to hit attack when that comes up. And then your guys just kind of like hammering away (laughs) at him. For yeah. a bit, for and that's the attack, and then right. I didn't get to the point where I actually had magic yet because I barely played it. Like, yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know if I like that. Maybe I'll, you know, see what you get oh. more abilities. Yeah, it it, it gets it? hard. I can I, yeah. I can tell you that the game yeah. gets hard and gets very grindy. Yeah, uh, it doesn't yeah. sound good at all. Grindy for sure. <laughs> yes. Okay, and then yeah. the last thing uh, I recently, which just came to Game Pass, um, Medieval Dynasty. Okay. Yeah. Because I did see, I remember seeing a video or something about it. I think my yeah. something my wife watched it. It was like funny, like some like guy playing it, like the the PC, like early access, and just making like, a funny video about it. I was like, I yeah. want to check that out. One of these like survival building games. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it's it's what you expect. It's sort of like Skyrim, but like a survival game where you can build. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if there's monsters and stuff in it. I haven't gotten that far, but. Um, 
the uh the first thing i noticed was that it's not 60 frames per second as soon as i like i'm like oh i'm like boo this is xbox series x what are you doing like <laughs> give me 60 frames per second there's no yeah. graphical options whatsoever other than like field of view um yeah. options so i was like oh, that sucks but I, I i guess i got used to it and you know i'm i didn't get very far again start building a house or whatever and i'm like yeah i mean you know your typical sort of survival mechanics but there's a town and there's people it's not like most survival games where it's just completely like empty world mm -hmm. so i do like that i'm interested you know there's like quests that you get from people you know like a skyrim type thing and i know right. you can like start a village and get people to join your village and you can like i think you can marry someone and like I think you have to play through generations. Like maybe you get older and you play the next character or something like that. I think that's time. Yeah. It's, you know, those games are fun. I want to, I might play some more. Cool. Burley, how about you, man? What have you been playing? <laughs> I've, I've got a few different games. Uh, yeah. We'll start with uh, one space, I know. Dead space, dead space, dead space, dead space. Now, we'll, that, we'll save that one for a little later. It's <laughs> uh, a good one. Start with one yes. I know to, uh, one of our fellow patrons will love. Uh, Twil. Toyum. Yeah. Shout out to Twil. Yes. Yes. Toyom, I uh, finished finished the base game. I got the platinum on that, and I've started up the DLC. It's a really fun if you've got a PS5 and you got it through PS Plus last month. Mm -hmm. It is download it, install it. It is a lot of fun. It is just a nice, chill, relaxing game and cool. easy trophies. So win win. Nice. <laughs> um, on yeah, my uh, just one one other thing, Burley. Uh, before before I let you go on here, yeah, Toyom. He mentioned in the comments from last episode, he was saying, we didn't talk about Mario plus Rabbids as being one of the big October releases. And yes, I understand that. But of course, you know, we can't put everything in. You know, if we did, it would be like a three or four hour podcast. And I'm not going okay. to do that. But uh, but shout out to Tweel anyway. Uh, yes, Mario plus Rabbids is going to be a big uh, October release. Go ahead, man. Alrighty, so after Toyom, that was what I've been doing on my personal. Uh, I also re-grabbed it, went into Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Okay. Uh, Story-wise, enjoying enjoying that. Combat-wise, it is... I, I'm sorry, it's pretty much brain-dead combat. <laughs> of You're auto-attacking, and then you just wait for your skills to recharge and just pressing yeah. X, Y, B, and stuff like that. <laughs> Like, I get it, like, some of them are like, oh, go behind the enemy to do the back attack so you get the better damage. But it's, like, it, it, it's still to me, like, I don't know if I'm just a couple levels, I grind it a little, and I'm, like, a couple levels higher, so every encounter is pretty too easy for me right now. Okay. Uh, but I've also, yep, Dead Space. Dead I started space, streaming space, that for the horror. So I'm enjoying good. it so, so, so far. I'm on yeah. Chapter 8. Uh, okay. Uh Okay. I must say though, the turret missions, screw those. <laughs> no. Are you that... getting dizzy, Burley? <laughs> no, I'm not getting dizzy. Oh, the you know what I mean, right? You know what I I'm talking about, about, right? That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the uh yeah, with the anti-grav boots. You know, no, where you that... have to, no, like, you're talking about like, like you gotta shoot like some asteroids or something, right? Yeah, That's yeah. Gonna, like hit yeah. your ship. And yeah. then you like you can fail pretty easily, right? Well, the controls are so like the right stick for that. It, it just you you touch it a little, and it goes like that. It uh, it is just yeah. like it uh, that that control horribly. Yeah. And like, I'm hoping back. I'm hoping for the remake. They don't. If they tell yeah. me that's not in the remake, 
you have my money day one. Yeah. And I'm not. Oh, I can see day. them putting that in, just making it better. But I think in like yeah. two and three, I don't think you do anything like that. So, okay, good. Yeah. But it's just those those anti-grav boots and you're like running around and stuff and, you know, you're upside down and stuff and you're like... I love that. When when you're in like (laughs) space and you have to like... Well, in the first game, you have to like sort of like jet yourself to another surface and then you're like... Like like magnetized to that surface. Right, right, right. In the second game, you can you can like freely float in space. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it gets it it gets even better, but it's still cool in the first game. And I love the volume yeah. controls too. It's like it feels like you're plugging your ears, you know, when you're in the grab boots and stuff. You know, you know, yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like you're plugging your ears. It's like you can't hear much. But how are you playing it, bro? I'm playing it on my Series S. Series S. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice so cool it's 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 been a it's been a lot of fun i have yep. some complaints with the first game the, the turret and some of the checkpointing is pretty mm-hmm. horrible especially like in one room where you had to destroy these multiple things but also plug a thing on the asteroid and the timing is not very the timing is so unforgiving and you can't use the yeah. stasis ability to slow down the one thing yeah so, like, I, I, I had to end up, in my case, cheesing it, where, oh, I did one objective, run back to the save station, save. Yeah. Okay, go back okay. into that room, do the other little part, save in the save station, run back. It's like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. Like, other games you could tell would just have multiple checkpoints. How often do you, you, how often do you use the store? I use the store. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. I use the store quite a bit. I've been using it for ammo a little, but yeah. for me, it's been mostly the suit upgrades. As soon as I get a level up suit, I yeah. I immediately go for the next level in the suit. Oh, I'm yeah. level four suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, power yeah. nodes. Oh yes, yes, you need yeah. those power nodes. Yeah, what, but I mean, you, with the so, with the ammo and stuff. I mean, with the ammo. I mean, you just you can pick those up a lot randomly. I mean, wherever you. Yeah, going, so. when you play, do you like how many weapons do you carry? And did you focus on like like powering up one specific weapon, or are you like spreading that around? Uh, I carry four weapons. I have the the basic plasma cutter, the one you you start yeah. with, yeah. the line gun, the yeah. uh, pulse rifle. I think it's called pulse rifle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the ripper. Oh, the, the ripper! Cool. The ripper's great. <laughs> the ripper ripper is a lot of fun, but that's like the, bo- the saw blade thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, saw blade. Yeah, I mean, that thing is like super actually unfair when you upgrade that thing. It's just like it's, it's just tear through everything. I'm, I'm just I'm just wondering if the Callisto Protocol is going to have a weapon like that. I, how much you want to bet it's there's going to be some type of yeah. ripper. You know, I mean, just like it's either that or you, you just know? push them you push do. them into the deal. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, yeah. That that uh, I'll be interested to see. So but, I would I would tell you uh, a, a, tr- a a tip for ammo in, in that like. Uh, if you you're only in ammo for the weapons you hold, if you've noticed, yeah, right. So if you're only holding like one or two weapons, you're only going to get ammo for that specific thing. So like, if you don't want to really run out of ammo for like your two weapons and just hold two weapons, or it's a weird, a, a fun thing I figured out that like if you some ammo is worth more money than others, sort of in some ways. Yeah. So yeah. if you hold something that has like more valuable ammo and you grab that ammo and then just sell it if you don't want to use yep. it, yep, and don't yeah, upgrade that's exactly that what I did. Yep. Yeah, so there's See, a lot of that. silly tricks in that game, but it's yeah. but I like it. I love that. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I, I like that. Like, I get a lot of Ripper ammo, and I've been in a lot of situations where the Ripper hasn't been so good because you got to do far range combat. Yeah, yeah. So I've been selling, and the Ripper ammo sells for a decent price. So you can do that and buy quite a bit of pulse rifle ammo. Yeah. And as you were asking, I originally just started upgrading the line gun because once I got the line gun, that was my go to gun because just the okay. power on that, and oh, especially yeah. the secondary fire where you could shoot the little mine there. Get the stasis yeah. the enemies. Wait yeah. for it. Wait for it. Boom! Blow them up. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. But I've been after fighting the Leviathan, and I actually did the Leviathan beating it without taking damage. Nice. So, GD to myself on that. Um, I started really putting some upgrades into the pulse rifle because that cool. is just such a good yeah. having, especially in those situations where you want to write uh, quick shots out. Yeah, and just be have that good range. Yeah, I think I maxed out the what's the first gun? The main gun, the uh, plasma cutter. Yeah, yeah, I think plasma I just maxed cutter. that out ahead first because and the plasma cutter is just so reliable. Yeah, yeah. and, it and a, it's really strong. When you when you max yeah. it out, I'm like, yeah, it's just you could just theoretically play the whole game with just that. Like, oh yeah, yeah. but all all the weapons are fairly good. Like if you upgrade them, like they're they're all good options. It's it's pretty. Yeah. Maybe this one, maybe that's not so great, but. It's got yeah. those weapons, and then yeah, and you got to play the other ones too because yeah, the third game, third well, game really a, mixes that... it up on how you can actually and you can sort of like like more minutely customize the the weapons, and it's it's really cool. You make some cool yeah. rad stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to the remake too, and we're gonna be sh- I'm, I'm gonna be showing that later on in the episode oh, too. Yeah. So was that so, it? Yeah. Was there something else? I don't remember. Uh, I was gonna say yeah, that was the last of the main main games i've played this week okay awesome where are you All in right, strategy come on <laughs> i finished i finished that yet? last week i said I okay it. listen i'm uh, sorry sorry guys okay so yeah awesome wait 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 i gotta ask you did do you get a good ending do you know if you got i, I did not get the into, gold like, okay. i didn't get the golden ending but uh my ending for those that have played it let's just say i freed a certain per- uh, group of people and i made my wife happy Okay. okay, I think that's what I did first too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's get into the weekly news beat. So uh, obviously, CD Projekt Red, of course, they had some big news this week. Obviously, and for you video viewers, the link is below to the Polygon article. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven sequel, Project Orion, confirmed by CD Projekt Red. So I'm going to go ahead and read the article here, and then we're going to discuss it a little bit. So yeah. CD Projekt Red just announced this week this uh, sequel, currently codenamed Project Orion. The developer tweeted its long-term development plan Tuesday, sharing that Project Orion will, quote, take the cyberpunk franchise further and continue harnessing the potential of this dark future universe. So, yeah, I mean, basically, uh, they are going to be working on this as well as The Witcher. We're going to be talking about The Witcher next, but, I mean... This project is probably years out. So uh, what do you guys think of this announcement? So, uh, Burley, I'll start with you on this. What do you think of uh, this Project Orion? I mean, it's probably going Mm. to be in the same universe, but I mean, it's going to probably be years out. Six to ten years, maybe. Maybe next gen. What do you think? Yeah, well, I hope it's quite a few years out. Like, I really want them to take their time and 
get this game right and not be a buggy, buggy mess at launch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be for current gen. I don't think it'll be PS5 Series X. Make it for one generation only. Don't do this whole, we're going to do it cross-gen and PC. I'll bet no. you it's a, a case of spiritual opium right now that it's going to be cross-gen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be like PS5, PS6, and Xbox I, I, Series X, Xbox Series X1, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I, 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 I hope you're wrong. I really yeah. hope you're wrong. I want the game to do well. Like I, I do need to go back and actually play through Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. but th- this is a thing because I don't, I haven't played really much of Cyberpunk. I'm not yeah. so interested in this world, mm. but I, I hope they take the criticism and the feedback from the first game oh, yeah. and stuff, stuff people like, because I know some people were mad originally. If you pick the three paths, some yeah. of the past didn't have exclusive stuff like they were promised yeah. and missions and choices. So I'm hoping if you're going to do that system again, you bring back choices and stuff and that they actually matter. Yeah. Carl, what are your thoughts on this? How, how far out do you think this uh, Project Orion is? Well, it's hard to say because they're working on The Witcher also and several yeah. other things. And yeah. um, they may... I mean, they're, they've gotten pretty big, right? And that Cedar Project Red, they might be able to do a significant amount of work on both at the same time. So, like, if Witcher comes first, and that's, I mean, I don't know, maybe that comes out in four years. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't, who knows? Like, how far along this Witcher project is? Maybe three. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this game could, article. this game could hit like this generation. I could see that. Well, from this what the article probably run long. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. From what the article's saying, they're they're going to be opening new studios. Uh, there's going to be a hub in Boston as well as in uh, Vancouver. So, yeah. So you know, yeah. they're around twelve hundred employees, from what I can see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I I Cyberpunk is a franchise now, whether people want to accept that or not. Because I don't the accept games... it, burn it to the ground. <laughs> but the game, the game sold incredibly well at launch, even oh, despite yeah. problems, and it has now gotten a significant uptick. And there's going to be DLC coming out that may really change things for a lot of people. You can hope, like if that launches really well, mm-hmm. and it's and it's great extra content. Uh, I think that 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 you're going to look at that and say, all right, like we can expect that again with the sequel, right? And the sequel is not going to have to reinvent the wheel, yeah. you know? So I don't think it'll take as long because you're going to build on what you already, you already have here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, they already have the foundation laid down already, so I don't think they're going to run into this same problems that they did, you know, initially. Um, especially with the, the launch of cyberpunk 2077 and all the buggy mess that it was. And, you know, we'll see, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting, but, uh, um, will, you know, it be based on some of the characters from the original game? We shall see, but, uh, no, nobody knows right now. So, yeah. So will all Keanu we get is a Reeves project. Come back. <laughs> exactly. Will Keanu <laughs> Reeves come back, you know, is, you know, his character, uh, don't know. I mean, uh, we just have the Project yeah. Orion. That's all we have. I, w- I would assume he wouldn't just because 
not spoilery because it depends on your ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what happens, but I don't think it makes a lot of sense to continue uh, using that character. <laughs> yeah, they might. They, yeah, they might just have all yeah. different characters. You know, so kind of like how he's in the DLC, but the DLC probably is one of those things where it takes place in the middle of the game. Like you can't. It's not like after the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but it might be like like you know how GTA is. I mean, usually every GTA game has a different you know protagonist, so maybe. Yeah. In that sense, so let's move on. Uh, of course, uh, CD Projekt Red also talked about The Witcher, and uh, yeah, two Witcher spinoff games are on the way, as well as the new trilogy. So for all of you video viewers, the link is below there, PCGamer.com. I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit of that for you. So. The two games here that they're referring to when it comes to the spinoffs, codenamed Canis Majoris and Sirius, are being developed by studios outside of the main CD Projekt Red team. Sirius is going to be developed by Molasses Flood, the studio acquired by CD Projekt, and will be set in the Witcher universe. The tweet announcing Sirius says, quote, it will differ from our past productions offering multiplayer gameplay on top of a single-player experience, including a campaign with quests and a story, end quote. And then from the uh, a related article here on PC Gamer, uh, talking about the new trilogy, Project Polaris is the codename for the next Witcher game. According to the image post on Twitter, which was shown, the game will indeed be a, quote, story-driven open-world RPG built on the legacy of the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, end quote. But that's not where this stops. It's the beginning of a new full Witcher trilogy of games. And all three of these games in the trilogy will be released within a six-year period. <laughs> so I'll start with you again, Burley. What do you think of that? So, yeah. So that means every two years, these these the trilogy games are going to be coming out, supposedly. Yeah, that, that, that scares me that quick. Mm-hmm. Because, but it, to be fair, I'm I'm, I'm going to be playing optimistic here. Those, th- it could mean that they are just like they're going to make them smaller games, and mm-hmm. not go for the giant giant world and all that, and make them smaller games for the spinoffs. You're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, for the spinoffs. Because yeah. if you're going to do the, if they're not being done by CD Projekt Red. And you want to get three games out within six years? Mm-hmm. Make two smaller ones and make your one big one by CD Projekt Red. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what these other developers do with it, yeah. and how is it going to be fully the same? They're going to change it because remember, The Witcher. If you played past Witcher games, like the first one was not action RPG; it was turn-based strategy. Yeah. Uh, say, I think same with the second. I can't remember with the second. The third was the action RPG. So they yeah. could the do some stuff. Definitely an action RPG. Okay. I don't know about the first one. I don't think it was that different, but I don't know. No, the first first one was like turn based strategy, from what I remember hearing. Yeah, but from, from what they're talking about with Polaris is that, uh, of course, we got the image earlier this year of you know The Witcher Four. And you see the medallion and all. And supposedly it's going to be based on one of the Witcher schools, most likely. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But whether it's a continuation of the Wild Hunt, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, 
you know, we shall see, but uh, I don't know. Carl, what are your thoughts yeah. on all this, man? I mean, that's a lot of Witcher. A lot say. of Witcher. Um, I, as I don't well know. as Netflix and everything else. Yeah. It may be <laughs> too much. Uh, you know, yeah, you got the Netflix show. You got the, the anime things that they put right. out, right? Right. And the prequel um, series that's coming uh, soon, too. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Um, you might be stretching it a little too much, a little too thin. Because, um, I mean, it's a good franchise, but, like, I mean, how much Witcher am I going to play? Are these spinoffs, <laughs> are these spinoffs, like, are they going to be different types of games? Is that what they're talking about? You know, like, you had the, the Gwent thing. Uh, like, we're talking about that. Well, in the article, Canis Majoris, it sounds like it's more in line with the with the RPG CD Projekt Red is previously set in the Witcher universe. So that's what they're so saying like, about. Are that we gonna get? Stuff. So you're telling me we're gonna get like a spinoff that's like another like regular action RPG like The Witcher? Could be. That's yeah. that's wild yeah. if they're gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although I could, I think there is precedent to say that like they could succeed in this only in that. If you look at the DLC from The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. those two DLCs could have been their own games. Like, mm-hmm. There was enough content in those that if they had just said, like, this is a standalone, you, it's, you can continue your game with this or you can play this on its own, and they sold it on its own, I think you maybe not sell it at full price, but you you could do that. There's no reason yeah. why you couldn't, because there's so much. The games are those some of the biggest DLC, and that's the reason why I never really got to play it, because like I, yeah. I got it, I started some of it, but and I already played so much of the game, I didn't find the time to go back and play all of that, you know, forty hour extra oh, campaign yeah. or whatever it was. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was good though. Yeah, I, I, well, I still want to. So like, I still yeah. have that idea in my head. Like, all right, when the when the next or the current gen update comes out, like, yeah. I'll get yeah. to that DLC, you know, but Blood and Wine was amazing. So yeah, that one. Yeah, obviously I haven't had much enough time for really anything. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. We shall yeah, see. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think that they're going to make a two year cycle for three games. I just don't. I, I don't think it's gonna work out that way. They're saying that now, but no. It's gonna take uh, more than two years for each of those games to come out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's it, just me i i just i do not mm-hmm. think that even with the you know the the core group working on these games and and bringing in more people i just i i don't think it's going to be ready in time to to be able to put them out two years two years two years you know just i don't know go ahead burley you were if if they're smaller like i said if they're smaller in size smaller games yeah those two spinoffs by the other developers i can see them that that's the thing. If they're full, if they're gonna make full games like Witcher Three kind of like, then hell no. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I mean, the trilogy, yeah. the new trilogy, these new three yeah, games right. that are gonna be like two years apart. I just don't see. Yeah, that 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 yeah. that's that I can't buy. I do wonder if they'll. It'll be more like the, imagine the Witcher Three, but like you broke up that world into like chunks. Yeah. So yeah. they're only gonna build like we'll build this area of the map. And then the next game, we'll build this area. And then when you have all three, you can go to all three. But which it feels kind of like they're taking stuff away. But yeah, if they get you the game sooner, is that okay? Would we be okay with that? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe. No. If it, areas if are it pretty com- large. 
I could be okay with it if it comes out a comes out de- like the first game comes out on day one, it runs well, and like the the story, the side content, like the side content, I actually want to do. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Because like a lot of these open world RPGs, like half the side content, you're like. <laughs> I could give two craps. I'm doing this because go, I need the completion check mark. Go feed my goats. Go send this yeah. letter to the prince or something uh, like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Like if it's, if it's stupid side content like that, yeah. I'm like, eh, no, if you give me good side content and good side quests and good, cool areas to explore with cool monsters, yeah. some cool human enemies and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm there and I don't mind if I'm being piecemealed the world. Like if like, I don't need the giant world. If it's a even if you give me a good smaller world, but I do everything, and I enjoy every minute of it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be happy and satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what people want. They want a satisfying uh, dose of The Witcher, and like Carl was saying, that's a lot of Witcher. So. Oh yeah. All right, man, let's go ahead and move on. So seems guys like PlayStation 4 is not going to die after all for quite a while. So yeah, <laughs> Sony will continue to make PS4 games moving forward. So this is from Push Square. So I'll go ahead and read some of it for you. So the link is below for all you video viewers, of course. So uh, to, at uh, pushsquare.com. So Sony will not abandon the PS4 and it's considering content for the last gen console on a case-by-case basis. Outside of the upcoming God of War Ragnarok, which will release on both PS5 and PS4, the manufacturer is being unprecedentedly secretive about its upcoming slate of first-party projects. We know that Marvel's Spider-Man 2 and Marvel's Wolverine are in development for the PS5, but beyond that, your guess is as good as everyone's. So, But Herman Holst, who is the head of the PlayStation Studios, is not ruling out further PS4 versions of its games moving into 2023 and beyond. Quote, We certainly don't want to forget the millions of active players on PS4, and we want to ensure there are great games for them as well, end quote. He told Axios. So, quote, we're evaluating it on a case-by-case basis, end quote. So, guys, how much longer are they going to slap games on PS4 before they finally pull the plug? What do you think? Carl, I'll start with you on this one. What do you think of this? I mean, just let it die, right? Like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> give it up. You know, what's we're current gen already? It's two years. Like, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, that's it's it's for the payers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> I guess that's the one thing they're doing that's sort of not like not like that, where mm-hmm. they're they're allowing you to keep playing uh, on your older system. But um, I think I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see what first party is really going to do on PS4 at this point. I think third party is going to continue to have some PS4 stuff, mm-hmm. maybe into 2024. Yeah. Um. May who knows? Maybe even longer for some of like a, you know, you know how like you know stuff kept going on like the Wii, like uh, you know, Just Dance or something, right? It was like there forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. little things like that <laughs> might stick around, but like yeah. Yeah, what, you know, I don't know, like a Sackboy 2 maybe, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Maybe that can be PS4 also, you know. It's just, it, it's okay. I don't, it's not a big deal. It's just, I think we're, I think we're at a point where, you know, if you're, if you're really, really into gaming, right, 
and you're a person who's buying a lot of video games, playing a lot of video games, yeah. you probably got a PS5 already. Um, you know, they're they're harder. They've been hard to get, but like if you really, yeah. really want one, you can get one, right? And and now, yeah. especially now more than ever, like yeah, you can get if you want a PS4 right now, you can go online. You can probably just buy one at close to retail price. You might have to buy like a bundle, right? Well, one reason why people might be reluctant to buy a PS5 is because they keep changing the innards all the time. I mean, it's like now no. two or three, well. two or three different times now they've decided to uh, to change some of the uh, the hardware on the inside of the system. So yeah, and they they have this report yeah. of another thing changing, you know. But yeah, um, who knows? That, that's all. The system doesn't really change. I mean, it's it's just yeah. a that's just a lower production cost. Yeah. While they raise the price. Yeah. You know, enjoy that. Yeah. Burley, your thoughts? What do you think? How much longer are they going to put, they're going to slap PS5 games on the PS4? They're going to, they're going to do it for another two years, I think. At least. Because their, their, their mindset is because all, we still don't have the PS5 out as easily for everyone. I know as I agree with you, like if you really want one, you can get one. May not be like if I look today, I get one today kind of thing. But right. like within a few weeks, you can get one because there's always been more stock coming in and all these places you sign up like Best Buy, GameStop and all that to get their alerts of when they're having them come in. If you want one bad enough, you can get one. But now, Sony... Be- mm-hmm. Go ahead. Because they see that number of a hundred something million PS4 users, yeah, hundred and twenty million, yeah, around that, and like, yeah. like, I don't know what the number for PS5. Let's say twelve million. I'm just going with a random number, twelve million. Yeah, they're gonna be like, yeah, we still want to put stuff. Like, I believe it was Sony really pushing for you know Horizon and God of War to be yeah. like, no, these need to come PS4 because we need to have them sell on PS4 still. Yeah, I mean, God of War Ragnarok on PS5 and PS4, $70, right? Mm. $70. Yeah. Why would somebody... that has got to be cheaper, right? It's not... You would think. PS4. It's like PS4. If, if I was a, a, only a PS4 owner and I didn't have a PS5 and I had to pay $70 on PS4 and everybody's they're paying $70 also on PS5, no way. No, it's it, it's sixty for for you guys. Sorry, because I got confused. Because I'm thinking 60, my pricing. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, 60, it should be sixty. Six, yeah. six, sixty for PS4. PS4 because okay, I, that, yeah. I've seen that, and then like I, you get the whole thing because right now because this and Horizon have been these cross gens, the right. collector's edition because people are mad with this. Right. The collector's edition for God of War and Horizon, you don't right. get a physical copy of the game. You right. get a digital code. Now, how long will that continue? I think that's going to continue through the generation because the problem is you have two SKUs of the PlayStation. Yeah. You have the disc and digital. And the problem is you can't... Now you got to then... What do you want to make? Two SKUs of the collector's edition? The digital collector's edition of the PS5. The physical collector's edition. That just gets out of hand. Yeah. So this is why they've done that for that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like I agree with Carl, like third party stuff and like, you know, your Sackboy sequels and stuff like that will get yeah. will, will get put on PS4 to make sense yeah. to um, yeah. 
But like for big titles, Insomniac, like we don't know what Sucker Punch is working on. Will that get go go to PS4? How much of this do you think could be a regional mm-hmm. issue? Because I know here in Japan, there's a lot of games that still come, especially like the, you know, the RPGs and like the Yakuza type of games. They're they're all still on PS4 day one. So, I mean, is it a regional thing? Because obviously, you know, the player base in North America is much bigger. Maybe, you know, uh, they want to continue to cater to, you know, the the players out there in that region that might still not have a PS5. I don't know. Could be. If you're in Japan and you want to play a game like that, just get a Switch or a Series S. (laughs) (laughs) Just get yeah. a current gen system, okay? Just yeah. don't yeah. Just take your yeah. PS4 and throw it in the trash. No, actually, find a find a electronic like don't recycling, yeah. like a place where they recycle electronics. Yeah, and bring yeah. it there because there's yeah. like too many of those things. Just get, you gotta get rid of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, yeah, but and then of course with the Series S's, if if Japanese consumers can actually find them in the electronic stores, because they're all in the back where nobody can see them. Yeah. unfortunately like a, yeah the, the back room and there's some shady like exactly it's like in there. the shady area back there where nobody goes no really where a yakuza mean, guy st- they think a yakuza member in my local in my local electronic store at yodabashi out here in japan it's in the far back where the headsets like that nobody buys the like the the 20 headsets and then the uh the little uh racy manga type of uh section mm-hmm. is it's like right between that so oh, fun yeah fun. and that kind of thing will change as it if it does better in sales which it has been eventually that will change right like come holiday season if it looks like that's the a hot ticket item like stores are just going to move it to a better place because they want to make sales they don't i don't think like a japanese store is gonna be like oh I don't, i'm not gonna put this in a in a good place even though people want to buy it. Like, no, they want to make money. They don't care. They're going to make, out of 10 sales, they're going to make 9 out of 10 sales on a Switch. Well, that's obviously true, yeah. That's obviously true. So it's going to stay in the <laughs> yeah. back. I mean, even if even if the Series X and the S are doing better in sales, I mean, it's like, it's pales in comparison to what the, the Switch is making, so... I, I, yeah, in a perfect world, Carl, I would love to see the Series S and the Series X in the front of the stores. Like I'm sure they are there in North America with everything else. But out here, it's just like I'm going to say it again. I've said it before on this show, and you know, it's consumer protectionism when it comes to Japan. Japan is going to protect their country's products. Like mm-hmm. you don't see Samsung TVs in Japanese consumer electronics stores mostly because, of course, they want to protect the Toshibas and the Sonys and everything else, you know? So that's, that's give, just the way that things LG. are. LG. Oh man, I want my LG. You actually, <laughs> if you go to a Costco here in Japan, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of LGs, yeah. but, it, but of course, Costco is an American company, right? So yeah, there you go. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on. So this is a story that uh, is uh, close to Carl's heart, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was really interested in this story as well. And this came out, of course, the Brazilian regulator approves Microsoft's proposed Activision Blizzard deal. So obviously, we had the news as well that uh, Jim Ryan, of course, was, uh, you know, with the European Union. 
and uh, of course, uh, the European Union has decided the UK competition regulator basically announced that uh, it has set their deadline of March 1st of 2023 to publish their findings uh, into the inquiry. But uh, the Brazilian, uh, you know, regulators, uh, they made their decision already. They approved this deal. And uh, the of course, the uh, link for all of you uh, video viewers is below there, videogameschronicles.com. Uh, so on Wednesday of this last week, Country's Administrative Council for Econ- Ec- Economic Defense, so C-A-D-E, said it approved the merger with no restrictions. Quote, considering the huge popularity of Call of Duty, it is reasonable to infer that if Activision Blizzard games were no longer available on Sony consoles, PlayStation u- users could decide to uh, to migrate to Xbox or even a PC to continue having access to franchise games, end quote. Part of Cade's summary reads, quote, on the other hand, it's also reasonable to assume that if upcoming Call of Duty games become exclusive to the Microsoft ecosystem, players loyal to the PlayStation brand could simply abandon the series, migrating their demand to other games available on their favorite console, end quote. But I'm going to read you now probably the best of all of the quotes from this conclusion. They concluded, quote, as already seen, Nintendo does not currently rely on any content from Activision Blizzard to compete in the market. In turn, Sony has several predicates. Strength of the world's leading brand for more than 20 years, extensive experience in the sector, largest user base, largest installed base of consoles, robust catalog of exclusive games, partnerships with multiple publishers, brand loyal consumers, etc., etc., which should contribute to maintaining the competitiveness of PlayStation in a possible post-operation scenario, even in the face of possible loss of access to Activision Blizzard content. Furthermore, it is important to highlight that the central objective of Cade's activities is the protection of competition as a means of promoting the well-being of Brazilian consumers and not the defense of the particular interests of specific competitors. Quote, after all, one cannot lose sight of the fact that the holder of the legal assets protected by law number blah, blah, one to a, I'm not going to go into the number, but anyway, you can read it in the article, is a collective the collectivity and not the competitor uh, slash economic agent as an individual entity. Quote, in this sense, although it is recognized that part of the users of PlayStation consoles from Sony could decide to migrate to Xbox in the event that Activision Blizzard games and especially Call of Duty become exclusive to the Microsoft ecosystem, SG slash K does not believe that such a possibility represents in itself a risk to competition in the console market as a whole. End quote. End of story. Case closed in Brazil. Carl, your thoughts? <laughs> Case closed worldwide. Right? <laughs> I mean, those arguments have been the arguments that people have been making uh, ever since we saw PlayStation, you know, cry about it in in, in with the same thing, uh, the Brazilian uh, response that they gave to the survey uh, yeah. about this decision. Yeah. And yeah, these these things all hold true. This is like if if you're a reasonable person who understands the video game industry, and you're look and you know you're looking at the landscape of what's out there and, and what what has succeeded and what hasn't, and you you have to understand that all of this stuff that they said is true. That like PlayStation will continue to compete 
without yes. even even if they yeah. lose all of this, they will exactly. continue to compete. Yeah. Nintendo continues to compete. In fact, beats them without any of this stuff. Nintendo I mean, doesn't care. It doesn't. It's <laughs> it doesn't not. Care. It's just not how this yeah. this works. It doesn't yeah. matter. Okay. And and if you look at, I think there was somewhere in one of these quotes where they talk about how you don't have to even be a, a huge company with, with huge resources to become successful. Minecraft, an independent game made by like one dude basically, right? yeah, became yeah. this multi-billion dollar franchise. I exactly. Mean, it, it's just not how the industry works to say that like if they were to buy this, like that's it. You know, yeah. Sony's in big trouble and all of a sudden the competition, they're, they're no longer competitive. Microsoft right. is just going to run away with everything. Like, it's absurd. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's course, you know, and then, of course, Jim Ryan, he personally flew to Brussels to voice his concerns. And so, I mean, he must have some somebody in that EU must have got spooked out by what he said. I mean, because to to have to to push this deadline to March, you know, on whether they're going to, you know, you know, okay this or not. I mean, it's just yeah, it's weird. Anyway, Burley, your thoughts on this, man? Go for it. Why does Brazil hate PlayStation? <laughs> they they don't get uh, Brazil. This is a country we don't need to need. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know someone will actually think I'm serious. Brazil no, I, was just corrupt in their, in their anti-PlayStation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I, I agree. I agree with the statements. Like, even if Sony did lose access to all these franchises, which I don't think, it, like I've said in the past, I don't think it will. Call of Duty makes too much. You don't pay my. If I was Microsoft, you don't pay that much for Call of Duty and stuff like that. Not to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation because you know it'll still sell a crap ton. Yeah, your money back. Mm-hmm. But like, so it's just mad because they're they're losing. They have had big deals with Duty. That's the thing that really hurts them. That yeah. hurts them. They're mad that they can't do that anymore, and it's like. This is the world of business. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. You should have. Yeah. You could have. What you could have done is tried to work with Activision, and and do the. Hey, I want this for ten years. Call of Duty exclusivity stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Also, I got to actually. I would like to. If I can. I don't know if it's in that article. I got to bring it up, but. Yeah. Um, there's a quote about how, you know, the industry, the gaming industry as a whole has used exclusive content to mm-hmm. build up the platforms. That's how it works. It's always been that way for, for right. consoles. Oh, and yeah. this was something they say, like Sony and Nintendo, like this is what they've done. This is how it works. Right. Right. right? They've done this the, their entire life. So you're to act like Microsoft can't do it yeah. is pretty absurd. And they're basically yeah. saying, like, this is Microsoft competing. And Sony, I'm yeah. sorry, but you are in the best position to continue to compete based yes. on all the things I said, like having the biggest install base, having a huge library, having all these exclusive games that are, are of high quality, right, that you make yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, like, they're competing and you don't like it. And now you're going to have to compete harder. 
what do you want us to do? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and and then again too, they're they're being exposed for their business practices. I mean, for keeping things exclusive and not letting Xbox get particular games as well. And it's not only Sony's fault. Yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 other publishers that are aligned with Sony, say for example, Square Enix. You know, they're, you know, they're in cahoots with Sony when it comes to keeping things away from Xbox, you know, particular games like, you know, like the Final Fantasies and things like that. So, I mean, they're being exposed for that in a sense. And PlayStation is screaming, you know, oh, they can't take Call of Duty away because it'll hurt us. But then again, no, it wouldn't. I mean, you guys got Final Fantasy to yourself. Well, like if Call of Duty did not was lost to PlayStation, let's just play devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. If they couldn't get after the next two or three Call of Duties, whatever the damn number is uh, that they have deals with, if Mm -hmm. they lost after that, it would hurt PlayStation, but it wouldn't hurt as much as you think because the amount of people that would there would be people that would that just only have one console that would transition to Xbox and Game Pass and all that. Yeah. But there would still be others that would be like, ah, I'm not transferring. They took away Call of Duty. I'll just stick with all the other uh, franchises. They'll yeah. go to Battlefield or the, the free yeah. Warzone and all that that's on co- yeah. on everything. Yeah. Not to mention, you got PlayStation doing their live service shooters with uh, Bungie and all that. Yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll hurt them, but, but not as big of a blow as Sony wants to make it. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Speaking of uh, a Sony uh, first-party title that will never come to Xbox, most likely. (laughs) God of War Ragnarok has gone gold, everybody. So God of War Ragnarok is coming out on November 9th. So, uh, yeah. So, Burley, yeah. Yeah. Burley uh, is excited for this as as well as uh, myself. So, yeah, uh, this is the article from Gematsu. You can check that out for all of you video viewers. So uh, I'll go ahead and read a little bit of it for you. So God of, Rad- God of War Ragnarok, excuse me, has gone gold. Publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment and developer San- uh, Sony Santa Monica Studio announced. It means the development is complete and the game is ready for mass production. So, of course, Kratos and Atreus embark on a mythic journey for answers and allies before Ragnarok arrives. And I'm not going to go farther into that because obviously we don't want to spoil any of the story for you, but uh, yeah, it's gone gold guys. So we're going to get to play this in November. Well, at least Burley and I will. (laughs) Sorry, Carl. I mean, well, Carl could play it on PS4. PS4, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, but knowing you, you probably will wait until you get your PS5 to play it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I, I haven't really had time for much of yeah. anything, so like, yeah, yeah, chances are I'm probably not going to buy a game that like I feel like I I won't necessarily get to. So, oh, yeah, yeah, understandable. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, what are what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, you know, we were talking before the show started that uh, you know, is this going to be game of the year? You know, is is it going to be God of War Ragnarok or is it going to be, you know, uh, Elden Ring? But uh, I don't know, uh, Burley. What's your thoughts on it going gold? And as you're uh, talking, I'm going to go ahead and play the 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 trailer of the uh, of God of War Ragnarok for everybody. So I'm glad to hear it's gone gold. Uh, 
that day is going to be a very expensive day for me because I have the collector's edition pre-ordered and that controller. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I'm going to be a poor man that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm glad to hear it's got gold. I'm really looking forward to this game. In, in my opinion, this is, I think, is going to be game of the year. From what little I've seen with trailers and stuff, the, the story, they are really pushing for the story on this to be an epic. Mm -hmm. So it's like great. Uh, yeah. And if they've put put it gone gold now, it means they're confident. And I have I have faith in Santa Monica Studios. They've they did such a good job with God of War 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So they I have I have no no qualms on questioning them that this mm -hmm. game's gonna come out well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah, basically Atreus is going to be exploring the you know uh, the thing about Loki, you know, in this game, and that's got me interested as well as obviously the the, the boss battle between Kratos and Thor is going to be just amazing. I think so. Looking forward to that. But uh, anyway, Carl, oh. what are your thoughts on this going gold? That's oh, great. I mean, it's you know it's coming. Everybody's going to get to play this. Game that's undoubtedly going to be amazing. I mean, I mean, just look at this trailer. I mean, it looks incredible. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to. I definitely want to play this game. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, will it be game of the year? I mean, look, I hope so. <laughs> I I don't know, just because Elden Ring is just this this force, this phenomenon, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is, yeah. um, you know, a sequel that, you know, you can say like it's sort of a an expected like a known like we know this is going to be great and it's not going to be a you know wildly different than the first game but i mean it looks incredible and you know if they add enough stuff if the story's good enough i mean i think it's going to have a shot it's going to have a recency bias potentially yeah. you know so uh yeah. you know if anything has a shot at unseating elden ring i mean this is going to be it yeah, I mean, as we were talking about before we started the the episode, we were talking about like story, you know, whereas, you know, the pe some people say that Elden Ring doesn't have a story, you know, that they just uh, they talk about the lore, whereas with God of War and God of War Ragnarok, it has a story. And so in that sense, maybe it should be game of the year. But uh, yeah, we shall see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I personally, and a lot of people, most of us, I think all of us mm -hmm. agree that like story is a big deal, and and we oh, yeah. value that fairly highly. Um, but it is not to say that uh, a game has to have a good story to be game of the year, right? Uh, there, there's a lot of arguments sure. to say like, um, you know, a, a game that's just an amazing gameplay experience, even a social experience, a great online experience, those can be game of the year. Uh, those aren't for me. I would never argue for those games, but it. <laughs> just playing, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who would think um, differently. From that, so I just want to put that out there. Yeah. yeah. Overwatch won, right? Didn't Overwatch win Game of the Year at the uh, Game Awards? Yeah, I think I, so. It might have. It, it might have. I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. So. But, but, but I do agree with you that we do hold the story really high. But I... And like yeah. we said, Hexpat was saying, Elden Ring, as a guy that put like 40 to 50 hours, there is no fucking story. If I have to go outside the game <laughs> and go to lore master, like websites and crap and all this mm -hmm. other crap, like I, I'm sorry, 
that that makes the story quite <laughs> like that means the story's weak. I know some people get mad and in the comments section. You could tell me how I'm wrong and all that. But yeah, actually, let us know in the comments. Uh, do you think Elden Ring does have a story? Let us know. And uh, what do you think will win Game of the Year this year? Will it be God of War Ragnarok or Elden Ring? Let us know your thoughts in the comments. So, yeah. Actually, the real answer is Sonic Frontiers is going to win a Game of the Year. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, one of oh, those yeah. two games. Yeah. Splatoon Pokemon. 3, right? <laughs> Splatoon 3, no. It is Pokemon not. always great, gets judged. It's a fun game to play, Wait. but it's not going to win Game of the Year for sure. Yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah, Pokemon so. won't uh, simply because it's just another Pokemon. This is this is not the one, guys. Okay, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to like have that yeah. leap, and it's, it's finally right. like you know right. everything you you would expect them to do. But yeah, yeah. And they did they did do a lot with uh, the Scarlet and Violet, the little trailer. Well, I'll, I'll just say this: they've done they've done quite a bit. They're bringing some elements I like. Some I don't care. The sandwich making, I could give two craps. But <laughs> now they're making, yeah, no, Ooh, they're, they're, yummy, there's yummy. you make making sandwiches and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. but the, the, they added the picnic thing. But people are gonna do it because they're like, oh, you might find a random egg, and then yeah. you can hatch and get some random Pokemon. It's like, ooh, that could be actually interesting. And be as a streamer, be like, oh, okay, we got this egg. Let's go hatch this. You know, yeah. I reminded of uh, Sword and Shield had that mechanic. What was it like? We were like camping or something. Yeah. Right. And you can feed your your Pokemon. You can throw balls and have them chase them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. I, I did it. I, it's not like I didn't. You did it because there was a function of like it, like did stuff yeah. in the game, like it healed them or it, it gave some sort of bond. Or I forgot what it was. Yeah. It, it heals them, but it also it maximizes the friendship. And there are sometimes yeah. certain certain moves like return. If you have max happiness uh, and all that, it okay, that's how you get know. the max damage out of that. Yeah, yeah. But that kind of shit is like really stupid, and I I, I hate it. <laughs> I don't. I'm like it's it's not it's not terrible, but it's like man, you gotta it's do not more. meant for you, you and me. It's more. meant for yeah. kids and stuff. That part. It's, it's it is. It's, I think it's more kind of a Japanese cultural thing, you know. It's, it's yeah, it's, like make yeah, that mechanic deeper, yeah. more involved. Let me do make it more interesting. Yeah. Okay. Time for the topic of the show, guys. Pokemon. So, <laughs> not yeah. till November. November, it's, it comes out in November. Right? And even then, so, yeah, he won't make it, he won't make it a Pokemon top topic of the show. <laughs> Hey, don't put anything past yeah. me, man. I can make anything topic of the show. He's yeah. not really in Japan. If he was, he would make Pokemon the topic every week. Okay. Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get to the topic of the show for this episode, which is obviously, are there too many remasters and remakes? So obviously we got the news. Uh, there's a report that Horizon Zero Dawn is going to be remastered for PS5. And obviously... We have a remake for Dead Space on the way, and I'm going to show you that uh, trailer here in a couple of minutes. But what do you think, all of you gamers out there? Are there too many remasters and remakes now? Uh, and also, for example, uh, you know, when it comes to remakes and remasters, I mean, uh, you know, when should they come? You know, when is a good time for uh, a developer to... Uh, come out with a remaster or a remake, you know, uh, 
stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, do you think there are too many remasters and remakes at the moment? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, you know, Dead Space is one of them, obviously, now with the uh, Horizon, possibly. Um, mm. You know, uh, obviously they, they did with the, the GTA trilogy, you know, and that didn't work out very well. So, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, what what do you guys think, man? Where to begin, right? Yeah, where to begin? Where to begin? <laughs> um, I, 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 I could go. <laughs> there's a lot of angles. Uh, you know, I'll, as far as... Uh, I start like, are there too many? I mean, it, it is, um, there's a lot, right? Yeah. And I think that you could say, yes, there's too many for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, because in the, in the regards, if you look at like how many games are available and how many new games are available and just in gen- like, there's just so much gaming out there, like, and you're putting out the same thing that's already available. And I, I get that makes sense if, um, if we should get into the idea of like what you should do in a remake or why you should remake something Mm -hmm. is that like, if a game isn't readily available or easily accessible, which happens for older console games, right. Um, Then I I understand why you would do that. Dead space is a good example of like, it's a 360 PS3 generation game. And yes, you can play it on your Xbox, but you can't really play it on your PS3 with maybe you can stream it. I don't know, but like, it's also, you you, you can't, can't, I I can tell you that much. It's also fairly dated looking and even feeling at times. Like I think that game holds up really well as it stands, but it does need uh, something for, I think when you compare it to modern gaming uh, and, and like that is going to vary per person. Um, but I think there's certain things like if we want to just really briefly mention the horizon zero dawn possibility and like, there's no need to do that simply because it's so easy to play that game already yeah. on ps5 it also has the ability to run at a higher frame rate already on ps5 yeah. i don't know if the if the resolution runs maybe uh, if it's dynamic at all maybe if it is then it would run at a, a higher like general resolution probably um and carl before you go on here i'm just uh i want to let everybody know that uh, now we're showing the uh the trailer for the remake of dead space here so it just feels like uh, a sort of waste of time and resources and effort and and yeah okay you, you know you could say if it's gonna sell then it's not a waste but like that that's that's not for me as the gamer to care like I don't care if you're if you're making money off it or not like that's not the point right like I put out something new like don't put those resources because you can't tell me that those resources couldn't do something else right. They couldn't be, I don't know, you know, assisting on something else, you know, maybe not building an entire another game, but like, you know, supporting on another game, whatever it is, helping another game avoid crunch, anything like that, right? Right. Um, so yeah, like give us, uh, well, we should go back and forth, but like, give us, give us uh, what feels more like a new experience, or at least a, uh, an enhanced, a very much enhanced experience of something that people have long like missed or can't access yeah but i have to say from looking at this remake uh trailer here i'll definitely play this i'll definitely play this man (laughs) i mean it looks good it looks really good it looks almost night and day like sometimes when you look at it like yeah 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 
Yeah, I mean, act, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm more of the type of person who wants a new IP rather than playing something again. But I mean, you know, if it if it really looks good, I mean, I'll give it a second try or a second run through. But I mean, obviously, I mean, I would rather not get remakes or remasters and I would just just me personally, I would rather play new IPs. I mean, you know, focus on new IPs. And I've said this before, you know, focus on new IPs instead of, you know, trying to make money off of games that you've already made um, in the past, um, because you could probably make a lot more on a new IP, possibly. So but uh, what do you guys think is a good like time frame if you're going to have a remaster or a remake what is a good time frame i mean there's some you know franchises that have gone years i mean years before you know having a, a remake or you know a remaster but then there are some franchises you know like say the witcher witcher 3 obviously uh you know it's it's you know not even 10 years old yet but they're getting you know, like a, a remaster, you know, and uh, like Horizon well, Zero, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's an upgrade, like, and I think it's going to be yeah, pretty. Yeah, but then yeah, Horizon for, Zero Dawn, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, I think Burley needs to step in right. here. Okay, Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Horizon does not need a remake. I, I, am, I am sorry. Like Carl said, you can play it on the PS5. There is patches to make it run a little bit better, like get that higher fidelity, and it does improve the graphics a bit. Um, mm -hmm. you want to make a multiplayer mode? Add that to Forbidden West or make a standalone free download multiplayer game. If you want to mm -hmm. add some multiplayer mm -hmm. to Horizon, do it that way. Do it, do it like Goshima, where they just added it, they added it for free, mm -hmm. and then do, do it that way. Like Horizon doesn't need a re remaster. Re I, I hope these rumors are fake because, like, The Last of Us won drove me nuts that they were doing that and then they were just doing that to cash in with the show and all that it's like no don't put if you're gonna work on horizon stuff put some dlc for forbidden west focus on that instead of yeah. making another like remaking the first game no as yeah. I, i'm kind of getting tired of the re remasters because there's so many that come yeah. out like Squ Square, in my opinion, is the worst for it. Of they will just take their PS1 RPGs, yeah, do a small five minutes of polish, add the mm -hmm. just a couple extra little things of speed up mode and all that, and mm -hmm. then be like, they're not charging you full price, mind you, but they're charging a steeper price than I would want for some of these remasters that they call like for mm -hmm. Chrono Trigger, the Final Fantasies seven, eight through nine. Like, it's yeah. like, no, just remake, put the games out back for us to play. Yeah. Like, their older libraries, like the PS2, like, like the PS3 emulation on the PS5, they should just fix that. Like, I know, I know they, they just want to stream it. It's like, no, put the effort in. I know the PS3 was, uh, hard to emulate because, and all that because the whole cell processor, Put the time, do it right. Yeah. Um, we should be porting, we should just be porting these games, putting them into the, like, you know, Game Pass libraries, the PlayStation Plus Premium Extra and all that. I don't want to keep buying, oh, I want to play, 
I don't know. I want to play Dead Space. Oh, on my PlayStation, I have to buy the remake. But on Xbox, I can play the old versions through Game Pass through Smart Delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to keep buying buying remasters because the thing is, yeah. you keep buying them. What does it signal to the companies? I'll just keep doing that. Yeah. And then the problem right. is the games that do deserve to be remaster remade yeah. don't they don't they either don't get it or they get the square treatment of these sloppy little things of we do a small polish charge you thirty dollars yeah uh, and it's like no we if you're if you're gonna remake a game you remake it from the ground up I'm sorry yeah well yeah I mean I think well when next you you asked the question of like What's the time frame, right? When should you yeah. do it? Yeah. And I think the answer isn't anything specific, right? You can't, because it depends on the game. You can't okay. say like, oh, you know, this amount of years. No, because um, it depends on like where the generation was, like when it, when it, when it launched in its generation, uh, how it's aged, you know, there's yeah. a lot of factors. And it, it's you can compare like, uh, okay, Demon's Souls, right? Remake no. on PS5. I think that's yeah. a fair thing to do. Because yeah. that game doesn't look very gay, great. It, it's Ugh. a, it's a, you know, it it needed some some love. It needs some PLC. So like, I don't I don't mind them doing that. So but, so with the Dead Space remake, you think that's a good time frame now? Because yes. obviously it was made over ten years ago. Obviously, yeah. it's kind of it's the, aged. Yeah. And there's other factors in that, like that franchise, like it's sort of forgotten. Like it hasn't had Quite a game. Dormant. For, yeah. So like, there's other reasons to like. All right, let's do a remake. We'll restart this franchise, regenerate interest, and we'll go back to the original game that that like is not ama- not easily accessible for some people and feels dated and and, and yeah. doesn't you know it needs more than just like a you know better textures right that's not going to be enough yeah well in the original studio that made it doesn't exist anymore too so. yeah 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 and, and then if you compare um, another PS3 game um, The Last of Us right. Yeah, I think The Last of Us uh, remastered on PS4 uh, made sense, even though it was so close, because it, it was, that game came at the way tail end of the generation. Mm-hmm. It, it came out the year that the PS4 launched, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like you, you can understand that's like, well, this new system just came out. We didn't do the cross platform thing because it wasn't ready yet. So not too long after, like, yeah, let's we'll, we'll glow it up a little bit. We'll do the remaster thing and we'll put it back out there and we'll throw in the DLC included in one package. And that was a great deal. And they didn't charge full price. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did, right? At launch? No. No, it wasn't it wasn't full price. It was like here in Canada, I think it was like 39 when the game launched for for the the PS4 version. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's great. That makes a lot of sense. But then to do it again and to like, all right, now we're gonna remake it for PS5. It's like (laughs) yeah. You know, it would have that would have made sense if you didn't do the PS4 one, which did, and the circumstances made sense then, but they don't make sense now, right? So like you just yeah. you really it, like it varies and depends on every game. And like I think Resident Evil yeah. 4 is is a is a questionable one because I think Resident Evil 4 sort of holds up. It's it's fairly accessible because it's like ported to everything. Yeah. Um, um, but then maybe yeah. you could argue, I don't know, like on console, is it accessible? I, I don't know if you can play it. I don't know if they did like version oh, you, you, you can uh for re4 yeah. you can play that on pretty much everything i can't remember if it's on switch 
but okay. on PS4, you can buy it on PS4, you can buy it on the Xbox, you can okay. buy it on so, Steam. Yeah. RE4, RE4, I'm not for like RE2 and 3. It was yes. like, okay, these are PS1, and the problem was is they had made remakes on the GameCube that yeah. were only on one console, so it was locked on one console, these remakes. So no one else, if you were on that, if you weren't on that console, tough, tough shit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm for that when it's locked on one console and they make it multi-platform for everyone. Fine. Yeah. You know, the game that I would sell Sony, uh, if they're listening, which I highly doubt, uh, that you should remake slash remaster at whatever level you, you know, maybe you, you could get away with. But um, Infamous on PS3 no, okay. and oh, yeah. probably Infamous 2 as well uh you know those are amazing Mm -hmm. games that probably need some work uh, if you were to play them today and uh, they are on ps3 and they're not easily accessible like you know give me that instead of horizon you know and last of us part one like i would like i would rather you take all the money you put into both of those games and do a full (laughs) like ground up remake of infamous one and two and put them in a pack together for 70 bucks i would buy it Okay. Yeah, I I, I agree there. Like like games like that that aged, that haven't aged well, looking wise, like Carl said, I agree. Or like game, I'm okay even with games that didn't have a chance, like they came out at a bad time. Yeah. Whether like let let I'll use Last of Us for example, like Last of Us One came out at a bad kind of time because tail end of PS3, PS4 coming out. Yeah. That that kind of stuff. If it came, if a game came out in that kind of situation, it was a real tug of war of what we were gonna buy. Yeah, maybe then. Yeah, I can I can see for a remaster, but like, there's so many games that need the remaster remake treatment that are never gonna get it. Unfortunately. Let me ask you guys this: Do you think The Last of Us Part Two will be remastered before the PS5 generation is complete? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have like a director's cut or something. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the, the Druckmann cut. Yeah, and Ghost of Tsushima. Will we get a remaster of that before the PS5 generation is complete? No, uh, no. You don't think so? Don't. <laughs> they, they made they made the director's cut for PS5. I'm hoping it ends there. Oh yeah, they already did <laughs> I, that. They already did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like like I'm I'm hoping like I love and you know I love Ghost of Tsushima. I don't want to. This is the one franchise I don't want a sequel. Just leave it. You ended it great. The DLC yeah. was great. Just no more. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's a, a fun question for you guys and the audience listening. Um, what is the first remake or remaster that you ever played in your life? Ooh. And I'll I'll start with mine, which okay. uh, is, is is what's the full title? Uh, is it Super Mario All Stars? Mm-hmm. Is that how it's super mario all-stars collection i think it was whatever it was yeah which is in a sense like a remake of mario one two three and if you had the, the certain version had four mm-hmm. world in it now they all did yeah. but I think there was like a weird thing about that yeah there were two mm-hmm. two skews yeah. the one with world and one without yeah mm-hmm. and uh i mean yeah that was i think that was a, a viable valid thing to do at that time because you know you were getting a bunch of games and it was it was cool to see uh you know nes games in snes sort of 16-bit stylized versions nice. yeah. um and that was fantastic i enjoyed that yeah that, that that was a great a great uh remake uh, collection on that 
For me, was it? I was I was gonna say was Shadow of the Colossus remastered? I think it was. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. For PS4. No. Yeah, that's that's what I played. Yeah. So that would be probably my yeah first. I guess that's when it comes to remasters. Wow. <laughs> well, of, of remasters, I mean, yeah. So the first Early one that ahead, I can, yeah. the first one that comes to mind. I know there's been others. Mm-hmm. The first one that really comes to mind for me is the Crash Insane. Okay. Insane trilogy. Yeah. That and those, even though they changed the physics, they yeah. did a really good. They did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. And those are those are great, like the Mario. Like Crash mm-hmm. and Spyro, yeah, those are great ways to do remasters. You know, a very faithful, you know, glowing up of a of a trilogy of games. You're not adding a lot to it, but you're just making it like the best possible version of it. Yeah, yep. and, awesome. and they weren't charging full price for our, all those collections. Uh, well, I don't know about the Mario, Mario probably, but the Spyro and Crash, probably. they were budget but budget prices here. Yeah, they launch, yeah. which is great. All right. Okay, guys. Cool. So that was the topic of the show about, uh, you know, remakes and remasters. So it's time to move on to our uh, upcoming new game releases for the week of October 10th through the 16th. So, of course, uh, you can check out the upcoming new game releases on releases.com. So for you video viewers, the link is below there. So, of course, every week, you know, uh, uh, myself and Burley and Carl, we uh, make uh, our pick of the week of the games that are going to be releasing for this week. So I will go ahead and uh, give the honors to uh, Carl, because of course in out al- in the alphabet, obviously the title is first. So go ahead, uh, Carl. What is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is lost idol lines, which I'm very happy to say is finally coming. Uh, it also has gone gold. Uh, I saw the. We didn't have that story because I guess it's not that big of a deal. But uh, <laughs> you know, they, compared to God of War Ragnarok, yeah, no. right? Yeah. They did announce it on their on Twitter that their game got went gold. I mean, it's you know only a, a week away, so you know it's not, yeah. not that big. But you know, okay. Uh, for your country and fellow man, it's time to raise your manners and lift your brothers and sisters in arms to reclaim this tumultuous empire. Become the lead tactician and carve your way through the story of the defamed mercenary Eden in the tactical turn-based RPG Lost Eidolons. And this is very much a uh, heavily inspired by uh, Fire Emblem. I was going to say, uh, you get the Fire Emblem vibes so much. Yeah, absolutely. This and and they, they they know. They've said it. They, they wear okay. that inspiration on their sleeve. All right, come on, oh, man. God. I mean, he, this guy with the sword, he just like cut the guy half in half and he only takes 38 power from him. Hey, look, man, that's that's the what are you talking about? You've never played a game like this before, or, or have you never played a video game? Like, come on, that happens all the time. I did my ultimate attack, but he barely got a scratch on him. I know, right? That destroyed I'll just say this, Carl. I've been playing video games before you were born, so yeah. <laughs> well, um, anyway, I'm go very, ahead. Yeah. I'm, I want to play this on PC, I really do. I, I may be tempted to do it anyway uh, it is coming to xbox later there isn't a date right now yeah. um october 13th uh you know it's next week and there's gonna be a lot of stuff coming like i really wish and oh, didn't yeah. want them to put this out in october but yeah. uh you know it is what it is it's yeah. uh i'm very excited i hope i hope it reviews really well because it i think it looks great and i've played both beta tests of it 
and there's i think there's so much potential i think you know the state i played in was not finished so like there's stuff yeah. to polish like if they polished it up to to that point where it feels like a, a fire emblem is instead of, as far as like flow and polish i think they've got a, a, a really incredible game on their hands cool yeah. and and quickly i just really want, want to just say mention because uh, i don't know for some reason I, I don't think square wants to talk about stuff like this but triangle strategy is coming to pc on october 13th and, mm -hmm. you, know, you, you might not know this because no one talks about it but <laughs> suddenly it's coming to another platform guys yay like, it's Perhaps awesome. Play it. Yeah, <laughs> freaking play that game, man. Yeah, it, yeah. it is a great, it's a great game. Yeah, I kind of wish I didn't buy it for the Switch now because I could have got it on the Steam Deck. But yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's so close. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, I'm up next. So obviously it's the month of October and uh, Scorn is coming to Game Pass. I'm really looking forward to playing this. Scorn is an atmospheric first-person horror adventure game. Set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms of somber tapestry. It is designed around an idea of, quote, being thrown into the world, end quote. Isolated and lost inside this dreamlike world, you will explore different interconnected regions in a nonlinear fashion. The unsettling environment is a character itself. Every location contains its own theme, story, puzzles and characters that are integral in creating a cohesive lived in world throughout the game you will open up new areas acquire different skill sets weapons various items and try to comprehend the sites presented to you so it comes out on october 14th on pc and xbox series x and series s so yeah guys uh i'm, I'm really looking forward to this one uh another horror game and obviously it's the perfect month to play horror games and we're going to be talking in the coming weeks about a lot of horror games and stuff like that but uh yeah, this looks pretty good, and obviously you can play it on Game Pass Day One, Game Pass Day One. So, uh, what do you guys think, man? Ah, I'm, lo I'm looking for forward to this. Uh, I don't know if I'll play this Day One because like my stream schedule has been packed, and then with we've got other games this month that I promised I'm going to do. Yeah, but I, this I gives me Prometheus play. vibes. I mean, a lot of these sequences here, you know, Prometheus, Promethe and, Prometheus, yeah. and gives me Returnal vibes. With you sticking oh, yeah, your yeah. hand in the alien and stuff. Yeah. 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 From what I've I've heard about this, there's a good amount of puzzles in this game. And that, that might be one of like the main sort of things you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um and that's fine. I because I think if those puzzles are really interesting, I actually might want to play this then. Like, you know, something mm -hmm. that's not heavily like shooter focused in the first person, but more puzzle focused that and this like really, you know, bizarre, you know hard disgusting looking like <laughs> thing it's interesting it, yeah. it's, it's unique because you know i'm yeah I, I hope it's good it needs to it needs to review well otherwise like i'm probably just gonna ignore it but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah the so, yeah pretty grotesque sequences so this is not not for the kiddies out there for sure so uh yeah but uh yeah looks looks good from what we've seen here so yeah comes out on the yeah, comes out soon. Okay, Burley, you're next. What do you got for us, man? My pick of the week is The Darkest Tales. When a nightmare creeps into reality, the only ones that can help are those with magical powers we believed in since childhood. A brave teddy bear heads to the far side of the happily ever after to rescue his owner, Alicia. It's coming Thursday, October 13th, coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series... 
and probably your smart fridge in due time. <laughs> and Stadia. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Stadia's dead. <laughs> no, there's, there's still Stadia games in the works, guys. There's developers yeah. out there. They're, like, yeah, they're, like, they're going to get refunds. Well, yeah, our game's coming out order. like next... Wait a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> The, the, yeah. This, I, like, I love, I love the art style, and who doesn't want to play as a teddy bear with all these cool freaking weapons? He's got that's cool. The like magic, like pieces of a scissor, like slit a slit apart scissor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know which platform I'll actually pick this up on. Yeah, on Gog. Good stuff. Choosing Gog for you, okay? No, <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy it on Who's PC Steam, because then I can be put it on my PC or Steam Deck. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. There's yeah. no gog like thing on Steam uh, Deck. No, no gog. Though That's I can bullshit. get Game Pass, Cloud Game Pass on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so those are our picks of the week. Of course, you can go to releases.com to check those out. So next up, uh, Carl, we've got uh, some Game Pass games, and of course, Scorn is one of them that's coming very soon. So uh, what's on the docket for Game Pass uh, in right. the uh, next couple of weeks? Available already as we speak, Chivalry 2 mm-hmm. uh, on all platforms. Uh, October 6th. This is also already available, right? Medieval Dynasty, because I did play that, so yes. Uh, that is Xbox Series X only. XS mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have The Walking Dead the first season and second season on PC only. Um, first season is amazing. It's very good. I've only the story played the first awesome. season. Yeah. Second's really good, good too. I, I did play second. So. Yeah. Uh, and that is out already. Then we have Costume Quest on cloud and console, uh, October 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as Evil on console and PC, mm-hmm. which is a uh, day one Game Pass release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also, ah, oh God, I'm feeling it. <laughs> Another day <laughs> one release uh-huh. on Game Pass, Dyson Sphere Program on PC, October nice. 13th. Yeah. Then, Another day one, Scorn, October 14th, uh, Cloud PC Xbox Series XS. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, the big one, day yes. one, the a big Plague one. Tale Requiem, Cloud yes. PC Xbox X. Yeah. With the Plague Tale Innocence remastered. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> on October 18th. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, Innocence oh, I... Is, are, is, I think, still on Game Pass. So. I don't remember if that came off or not recently, actually. Yeah. And uh, also another one that came in between somewhere was uh, Proteus, which okay. is a cloud and console, which is mm-hmm. a it was like a an FPS that looks like a retro sort of Doom style like type game. Yeah. Cool. And uh, those are your games for right. this month. Well, this half of the month. Yeah, the first yeah. the first wave. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> like, that's enough. I think that's enough. I guess they're gonna give no. us more. So. Yeah, and and yeah. like like we've we've mentioned before on the show, and and Carl, you've reiterated this too. Game Pass is only going to be getting better and better and better as these studios start churning out their first party games. You know, we're gonna be getting like one a month. You know, so uh, yeah, exciting times. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Scorn. So I'm looking forward to playing that. It's kind of like the horror game for me of October for this year. So, and of course, uh, Plague Tale Requiem. 
So it's it's. A I have first dibs on that. First dibs on that as my pick of the week. I was going to say, I want that as my pick of the week. <laughs> we all pick it. Just, yeah, we should just all pick it. I mean, yeah, this is. Yeah, my pick It'll it'll be a, a new precedent for the arena multi platform gaming news podcast where we all have a consensus for our pick of the week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, but anyway. it is you know when you look at that that list, if you yeah. let's say you took out Plague Tale, yeah, it's still it's still pretty good. But when oh, yeah. when you put that in there, you're like, wow, this is this is a, a great drop of games, and that's not even all there is for the month. Right. So like like X Factor mm-hmm. said, like when those first party like AAA games are dropping in there, yeah. you're gonna see that in there and be like, wow, you know, this month was already pretty good without that game, but that game makes this like an incredible month of Game Pass. So yeah, yeah, and you'll never have time for all these games. Exactly, cool. exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, I I've I've actually I I want to play the Chivalry game. You know, and, and I, I want to play some of those other games, too. It's just, you know, like with the YouTube content and all of the other content stuff that we make and the yeah. TV shows and everything. It's 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 tough to keep up on everything, you know, but uh, yeah, Slime Rancher, yeah. too. Like, I want to try <laughs> that, you know, yeah, still haven't tried Deathloop. I haven't installed it. I do want to try it. I, I've, I've played some of it. I still got to get back to it. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I still got to do the Golden Loop update. I got, I got to go back mm-hmm. to that game. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to let everybody know, all of you listeners and viewers out there, we all appreciate you and we thank you so much for listening to our content uh, and, of course, the podcast here, as well as all of you viewers uh, that are also, uh, of course, watching all of our other content on YouTube. And I just want to let you all know that our channel, The Arena Productions, has uh, become uh, partnered and uh, we want to thank all of you for uh, all of your support. And uh, thank you so much for uh, watching our content. And we look forward to bringing you a lot of amazing content uh, in the future here, um, of course, uh, on the Arena Productions. Of course, the Arena Multi-Platform Gaming News Podcast, as well as all of our other content. Of course, we're doing the Marvel shows, our Star Trek shows, our Star Wars shows, our fantasy shows, uh, all of those shows. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you viewing us and uh, and your support. So thank you so much for that. So. All right, it's time to talk about the games that we're going to be playing this week. Obviously, I'm going to be playing Scorn uh, when it comes out. So hopefully in the next episode, I'll have a few things to to comment on that. Uh, and then if I do get a chance, uh, play a little bit more of uh, Deathloop and, uh, um, of course, uh, more of my Splatoon addiction, Splatoon 3. Uh, yeah, Sorry, Fall Guys, but uh, Splatoon 3 has uh, taken over as my, my new little, uh, you know, kind of battle <laughs> battle addiction i, I mean i i, I want to try overwatch too but uh, obviously we didn't we didn't talk about that oh, yeah. in the episode here we're going to be talking about that in the post show uh for for all of you patrons and everything but uh i, I do want to try overwatch too um you know but with with what was going on this past week obviously it couldn't do that so um but yeah scorn is the big game of the week for me so looking forward to playing that. So Carl, what are you going to try to play this coming week? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I want to play Lost Idolons if, but I just, I just don't want to commit to like buying it. If I don't know if I'm going to have the time, like I just yeah. feel, I don't like doing that. I don't like buying games if I don't, if I can't play them. Right. 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 Burley. Yeah, for- for me, keep streaming Dead Space, finish that up, and then go to Dead Space 2. Yay. Personal time, 
finish up the Toyum DLC and mm -hmm. then continue on Xenoblade's Chronicles 3, whether or not I'll continue or I may just go to back to Triangle and go for the Golden Route. Cool. I think that, I that ending is absolutely <laughs> worth it. The, uh -huh. the ending okay. in the Golden Route is like the true ending. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also it's also interesting. It's great. I actually think I haven't played the other ones, but I, I feel like you do aspects of all three of it, the endings, if you play that. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So it's time for our Indie Recording Artist Spotlight to finish up today. And for our episode, this week's spotlight is on Rasberg. Music producer and sound designer Rasberg started his path in the music world playing piano and synth as a child. So it was after setting up a home recording studio that the natural connection between music and the world of sound and production led him to a diverse and creative career in these fields. So having moved around a lot of studios, he decided to focus on his own studio where he would work with musicians and bands on their productions, recordings, song mixing, and albums. From his album titled Dreamland, and the song featuring Danny Liu is called Make Me Want to Move. So this has been The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, episode 107. So I've been your host, Expat, along with my two co-hosts, Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. We hope to catch you in the next one. So take care, everyone, and have a great week of gaming. Peace out.